Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Paul Holmgren. Hey, I'm Travis Konechny. Hi, I'm Chuck Fletcher. Hey, this is Jeremy Roenick. Hi, this is Travis Sanheim. Hi, I'm Joel Farabee. Hi, this is Derek Broussard. Hey, I'm Scott Lawton. Hi, this is Bob Clark. And, and you're listening to Snow the Goalie. 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 Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Snow the Goalie, the only Flyers podcast. We're going to get right to it. We're on a time crunch. Everything's going nuts. You can see Bundy's in the car. And he's here. I've been writing about the Super Bowl, even though it's a week and a half away. Uh, we're all over the place, and the Flyers aren't playing, but we are here. Uh, there, there are a few things we need to get into today. Um, and as you can see on the screen, here we are this week. You can find us all on Twitter if you haven't already found us by now. Uh, Bundy's over on Twitter at Cetarian6. Anthony's at Philly. I'm on Twitter at JoyOnBroad. Guys, I want to jump into um, a, a thing that's kind of popped up this week. And it's the fact that uh, this this league, this league that we cover, this league that we care about, has made this odd decision to have their All-Star weekend, the weekend before the Super Bowl. They have not had a game since Wednesday. The All-Star game takes place on Saturday. There will be no hockey on Sunday. I'm, I view it as a missed opportunity, and all of this is with the backdrop that the word came out that the TV ratings for the NHL have dropped nearly a quarter from last year. And so I feel like today is like a good time for us to kind of do a, uh, a state of the game. So, Anthony, I want to throw this to you first. Oh. No, then never mind. Don't, no, it's fine. No, no, you want to sign? No, you want to sign? No, screw it. You want to sign? Then I'm going to throw it to Bundy. Bundy will be excited, all right? Bundy, how do you view this dip because you you're constantly back and forth between the u.s and and canada can you give some perspective give the international perspective here like is this just a matter of american sports fan has kind of fallen off or does this go to canada as well like what what are the feelings from people that you talk to friends family people you know in the league like what the hell's going on that's that's a big drop well, there's people, you know, I think like there's guys like myself or your kids, if you played the game, I think there's an interest in it. But, you know, one thing I do here, guys, is guys my age, Anthony's age, like I'm around 50. I think everybody knows that by now. Um, but I hear a lot of guys my age say, you know what, dude, I don't watch that anymore. Like to me, I find it an unwatchable quantity. And they say it all the time. It's not, but it's not like one, two or three guys. It's a multitude of people. So they've lost a fan. Um, demographic if you will i don't know what the reasoning is i think i sense a lot of it is um um the change to the game the the more the less physicality uh the less fighting the altercations the um ultra male i think that that kind of shined through for a long time and i think in a lot of ways that era of guys is like i'm not watching anymore like you hear guys say i'll turn on figure skating it's the same thing I don't think that. I think the game has changed and it's evolved. And but there's a there's a lot more teams. There's a lot more bad players. A lot more bad teams. Whether you want to say it or not, it's a that's the truth. It's it's a fact. 
I mean, you got guys now in like the American League that were playing in the NHL two years ago. When you got 30, 32 teams, whatever it is in the league, um, and you have an expansion team like Seattle that's top of a conference, it makes you sort of like Vegas too, getting those guys. Kind of makes you wonder what we're dealing with to begin with. Like what exactly, how exactly is it possible for an expansion franchise to go lottery picking uh, of the all the guys nobody wanted or decided we were going to move on from and they end up for a period of time in the first place in the Western Conference? This is a bizarre thing, guys. But, you know, again, it's whether it's to me, it's how the game's played, uh, the speed of the game, like in terms of the way that it, it, it's shown, uh, it's brought out. And, I, and I'll be honest with you. I think the way that the game is is actually portrayed to people that that fill a demographic. There's a lot of moving parts in, in the sport, production teams. There's a lot of things I think in hockey guys that people just don't want to see when they turn on the game anymore. From the era of times that they used to, there's different there's different people carrying the game, play by play, the analysts. I think there's a whole lot of myriad of things. When I go on Twitter or I read or I just listen to the fans' dissertation of what they think has gone on with hockey. I think it's a myriad of things that's brought the number down 20, some almost 25% in a year. And that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. And I'm definitely interested in hearing what Anthony's got to say. But, you know, for me to sit here and say, no, it's all roses. Guys love it. The game's better than it ever was. I I can't tell you that that's what I hear because it's not. Some people like it. But there's a lot of guys I I find that they're missing a demographic and that's where they're missing it somehow. And well, I, I I don't disagree with Bundy uh, with the, the the product, right? My, I kind of agree that the product is is not as good as it once was, um, and that's not just me being old man at cloud, you know, yelling at the cloud. It's 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 legitimately a a thing that the sport has evolved into something that is more akin to what used to be what we used to just say was European style hockey back in mm-hmm. the day and not, not North American style. You don't hear those delineations anymore because the two games are kind of the same, right? I mean, I think that yep. I think that they're very similar. Uh, where I will de- depart from um, what Bundy was saying and, and, and probably what you were going to say too, Ross, because I know you want to kill the league for this, um, is, is I can give you rational reasons as to why the numbers have dropped that have nothing to do with hockey and more to do with television and the networks that are handling them. Um, and, and I'll tell you, first and foremost, ESPN started off using the NHL as counter-programming to Sunday Night Football. What the hell were they thinking? <laughs> what the hell was ESPN thinking? Of course you're not going to get ratings and people watching hockey on your network if you're going up against Sunday Night Football. That's a terrible, terrible idea. You want to do it after football season's over? Okay, fine. But you cannot go head-to-head with the behemoth that is the NFL. I killed them. So if you take away the Sunday night games um, that they used, right, and just use the the rest of the ESPN games, um, from what I see, their their uh, average has actually gone up from last season uh, as far as viewers as opposed to going down. So I think that the Sunday night thing killed ESPN. As far as TNT is concerned, TNT's got an issue with uh, regional blackouts. Yeah. And so when they're putting the best team in hockey on all the time, Boston is constantly a TNT game, right? Well, there's a regional blackout in Boston, and usually Nesson draws like 660,000 viewers for Bruins games. Well, there's 660,000 people who are not watching it on TNT. So their numbers 
are now coming down. So I Do think you have the number there of what TNT's been averaging. Uh, I don't think I do. Okay. Let me see. Uh, yes, three, okay. I do. Um, they are averaging three hundred fifty-nine thousand viewers over thirty-six games, which is down sixteen percent compared to the twenty that games that aired right. in the same period last year. That can't be right. Um, but they had seven. Seven of those sixteen games were affected by regional blackouts. Um. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so that I means so that's that's part of the problem is is more the television networks are are screwing this up than it is the NHL. But I do I do agree with Bundy that the game has changed enough that I think hockey was a sport that it was a niche sport to begin with, and so that maybe your, your more casual fan that's a little bit older has probably drifted away from it because it's not the same game that they grew up watching. So, mm-hmm. I, I need to... Yeah, I, I hear a lot, I, a lot of that. I interrupted you saying there's no way that number was right. The reason that I'm so shocked by it, and here, let me let me wave that, uh, that pro wrestling fan thing. The TNT, Turner, got into the NHL and picked Wednesday night, which moved AEW from TNT to TBS. The reason I bring it up is because uh, when AEW Dynamite, their flagship show, was on Wednesday nights, this is a very well-known thing in the pro wrestling world, the the ratings were anywhere from 850,000 to about 1.2 million viewers per week. And I can tell you that after like looking at this every week, because I care about that for whatever reason, because I'm messed up in the head, uh, pro wrestling on TBS now has maintained that number. I think it's actually gone up a little bit from time to time. But like the the idea that because of regional blackouts, they're getting a third or in some cases a quarter of the viewers that they were getting from pro wrestling before is insane to me. It's crazy. And before people kind of like lose their minds about, well, what happens? Are we factoring in like Hulu, Hulu Live plus sports? Or are we factoring in YouTube TV? Those are factored in those Nielsen ratings. So those are not like dropped. Those are people who just like don't exist, which tends to be one of those conversations. Again, this is like ratings are like a big wrestling thing right now. But like that's one of the the talking points, especially from early on is like, well, what about all the people who are cutting the cord? And and I don't know, guys, I feel like so much of this is the Turner networks aren't as available as uh you know like the the nbc uh over the the air channel was uh granted that was only once a week right but like there there's an inherent dip there the espn thing has been a major issue and it's actually kind of fitting that bundy's video just went out we've got like the spinning circle there for a second because that's what happens when you watch and you're back bundy don't worry but like that that actually was beautifully timed because that that's what happens when you try to watch these games on espn plus or on hulu and, and how many times do we see, you know, if the Flyers are playing or whomever's playing, if you look at, at Twitter and you look for NHL on a Wednesday night, uh, whether it's Turner or when you try to find it on the, the national game that ESPN is showing, that's one of the biggest complaints, especially on the streaming side of things, is that the infrastructure doesn't look like it was in place to, to be successful. It's crazy because ESPN has put so much into the live sports uh, infrastructure between all of the international soccer leagues they have, college basketball, college football, you would think that like the system would be able to handle it. So if you're a casual fan 
you've now been told this year you have to have ESPN Plus in some cases to see your team, to see the Flyers play. And then you do shell out the money or you share a password with somebody who's, who you know has the money. And you're treated to a poor product, to a poor performing product. And I have to say, as like the guy who was beating the drum about what a, a big deal it was to to get ESPN and to get Turner, you know, on board, this has been a disaster, the, an absolute unmitigated disaster for the league. Well, who's been the commissioner for the last thirty years? Maybe Gary Bettman. It's actually twenty-eight years, Anthony. Because he's yeah, cost two years of hockey with lockouts. Anyone that's else true. have that on their resume? Let's talk about like no, that's like the pink elephant in this guy's resume. Nobody wants to talk about. You've actually erased two full years of hockey on your watch. What a despicable thing to do! I mean, I and about- they expect fans to run back to it. And, and, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing to think, Bundy, that it, he's probably been had the most influence, good or bad, and a lot of times bad on the sport of hockey than anyone else in the history of the game. Well, every rule's changed under his rule. I mean, it's it's seriously, right? He's made it for everybody. I mean, again, now, like, you're not saying everybody, but you can play. He's turned it into a European-style hockey, and that's the part. Even the other coaches, like legendary coaches, I can tell you, part of the game before was having getting a mental edge over another guy. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen anymore. It's just skill against skill, and whoever has the most skill wins. That's why I used to love the NHL because there were guys that you could have play that just had enough desire and determination, and that one thing, the intangible, nobody could ever quantify that gave that guy a career and made him an effective member of a team. And that doesn't exist anymore. It's just a it's a go-through-the-motion league. It's a go-through-the-motion practice, and I've watched it happen in real time for 10 years. Mm-hmm. It's as I sat I, down I, by the bench and broadcast, all of it, guys, I've watched it unfold yeah. in front of my eyes. It's honestly sad. I, I I'm going to make Anthony really upset. My, my, my best friend has said to me for the last two or three years that there is a chance that within a decade, a decade and a half, that you're going to see across the country MLS get close to, if not past the NHL. And based on their year-over-year growth, there is a case to be made that that is entirely on the table. That within the next, say, two decades, the domestic soccer league, that was an absolute joke, is going to pass this league. And I can tell you that, and, and this comes back to something we've talked about for years, Ant. The cost of going down to Chester to go see the Union, who, by the way, just made a, a championship appearance, to go see a game get really good tickets, pay for your family to go down, do tailgating, get food, is still probably half the price, maybe even less than that, as it is to go to a Flyers game. And when you extrapolate those numbers over, you know, the entirety of a league, like, I I, I, I can't believe that it, it, it could trend that way. But it feels like it's totally, unless you make a change of commissioner. But, like, the ultimate thing here that drives me nuts is, like, there is no other professional sports league in this country that would have allowed one of their teams to be in a situation where they have to play in front of what five thousand people in a college arena. That's yeah, got hit like this. And share, that, share a logo, share a logo with the college. Yeah, a well, Mickey wait, Mouse well, league move. Keep it, I agree, I agree with you, but it, it did happen. Let's not forget that the Toronto Blue Jays, because of the pandemic, 
were not allowed to play at home, and so they had to play in a minor league ballpark for that was different. Yeah, well, you could that, you that could blame the Canadian government for that. That's not the team's <laughs> yeah. fault. I mean, that's the guy going, "Holy Jesus, yeah, everyone's gonna let's get him out of here." No, that was nothing to do with the team. That was the Canadian yeah. government that, quite frankly, made life miserable for every single individual in the country that had to go back and forth through the border if you were a sports team. So that was just a Canadian thing, like the uh, with that. Um, because I had to go up there. You had to really, really show your proof of vaccine. And if guys weren't, that's why they got Toronto out of there because guys couldn't go in and play. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. It's just, but anyway. It is crazy. But it, yeah, hey, crazy. Bunny, I, I know, no, I, Russ, I, 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 I know you wanted to kind of just kind of go on on that, but I know Bunny's got to run. And I, there yeah. was something Bunny absolutely wanted to bring up um, that also took place in hockey today. And I, I wanted to at least give him an opportunity to that if he needs to run and we want to. Go back and yeah, kind of. What you're saying, then we can. But go ahead, Bunny. What, what took place today a, in Ottawa? Well, my hometown team. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm born in Ottawa, and I don't really know if Ottawa should even have a team. But I'm sure I'm going to get some kickback for that right now. But they've had a team since the early '90s, and uh, you know, when the team's good, they show up, and when they're not, they get like four thousand people at every every game. But they have a they have a bunch of kids there that they think are pretty good. And what happened was today they fired their assistant coach in Belleville. Um, Troy the head Mann. coach in Belleville. The head coach. Excuse me. Uh, sorry. The head coach in Belleville, who had really done a good job getting guys ready for the NHL, was considered up and coming. That other guys in that were like Luke Richardson. That was in Ottawa too. Pierre Dorian's been there for years now, and it's 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 very much looked like a Mickey Mouse type of show the way that they've run it. But they actually fired the head coach in Belleville, whose brother is an assistant general manager uh, for the Senators, um, for share <laughs> for sharing the Ottawa. Senators uh, pre-scout with another team. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, that's, uh, you know, I guess somebody was pissed off at somebody there in Ottawa, but I, I got to keep an eye on that. I mean, they really did think in Ottawa this year that getting like Giroux and, uh, you know, the other guy, it were just, you know, going to get them a, a, a parade. Uh, I, I don't even know where they'd have a parade in Ottawa, but they'd have a parade of some kind in Ottawa. Um with those additions and uh now they've they've apparently got rid of the guy who they think is was really responsible for bringing guys along just a little bit kind of crazy i read that story before we got on i'm like that is a that's a funny craziest and funniest thing i've seen where an assistant coach got so pissed off at upper management with the big team he's like you know what i think i'm just going to share this info tonight with the leafs (laughs) so that's your that's your national inquirer theme of the week from the hockey world boys (laughs) absolutely insane that's crazy that is crazy yeah man and and only this league can that stuff kind of does that stuff happen right i mean that's it's just you think that you've seen everything and then uh, something else happens you're like okay well classic classic with the nhl so absolutely all-star games this weekend we wish kevin hayes the very best of of luck and have a great time um yeah i don't know what yeah, basically they have a, a bunch of uh, events and stuff, sub stuff on the beach, uh, Russ. Um, Bunny, I'm so nice to see you. I have yeah. no idea. Well, Gritty had, had a bit. I haven't, I haven't paid a lick. Gritty had a banana yesterday. Hat. Gritty had his oh, banana nice. hammock on yesterday, and uh, was it nice? On the roof. was it? Yeah, look, he looked good. He looked pretty good and healthy and everything, and uh, he looked like he was having a good time. Him and Bernie Perrault were down there. Gritty and Bernie were down in Fort Lauderdale, and uh, looked like they were catching some rays on the beach. Was Bernie in a uh, banana hammock or no? Bernie did not have a banana hammock on. No, he did not. Okay, just had to check. Uh, just, just pretty. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, you know, that's 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 short and sweet, boys. 
That's yeah. for a plus. You know what? <laughs> and, and I think I think if nothing else, we can go into this weekend knowing that we we got together, we were able to get our schedules synced up, even if it's a short show. I I, I genuinely, I, I'm having such a hard time in like the support of the league to to like sit back and just say like, you had an opportunity in in a sport that like desperately needs viewers to like schedule a full slate of games this week and and to really give it your best effort and instead we're supposed to care about an all-star game that we don't care about on saturday and games aren't resuming till monday like what an ultimate missed opportunity but whatever i mean that's what let me ask you guys this <laughs> just a, let me let me throw this to you real quick if they were going to play the game on saturday would you have considered putting the nhl all-star game on Friday or Saturday of Super Bowl week, the way that like here's another wrestling thing, the way that some other um, uh, territories and like independent wrestling companies will run uh, pay per views or will run events the weekend of WrestleMania, for example, you try to kind of glom on to the excitement of people looking for a sport. Like, should the NHL have considered or consider in the future trying to run their All Star Game or you know the the weekend or the week of the Super Bowl in the hopes that maybe they'll catch some people looking for something they should just con- they should consider putting the all-star game out the pastures what they should consider i i i totally agree dude i think get get rid of it and, and it'll be it, honestly god and so if some guy said look i'm not an all-star all right so i don't get their folks in on me i wasn't but if someone made me an all-star it would be just the same if they said congratulations you're an all-star but actually having to pick up and go down somewhere for the week i'd be like great i'm an all-star but i don't have to do anything even better even better. Even better. Yeah, right. So yeah, I I I do too, Anthony Russ or Anthony, I'm with you on that. I even like Torts when I heard him this year, like he kind of like talked about it like it was like an afterthought event, like it was like like less than the Quebec Pee-wee tournament. Like seriously. <laughs> like that's exactly what you know, and, and I think it's getting to that. Like there used to be something where I don't know. There was something about it at one time. But I and I'm and believe me, the NFL's the same way, guys. They're running that thing well, too, right? At one yeah, time, the, the, thing, the thing of it is, buddy, at one time, all-star games were really the only opportunity for people to see the best players from the other teams because you didn't yeah. have these national TV contracts where these teams were on all the time. You didn't have the internet where people were able to look stuff up and watch video. Yeah. Now that ever since we have had the ability to all access everything, all-star games are pointless. Yeah. <laughs> They're completely pointless now. So that's yeah. why I, I say get rid of all of them. I agree. All right, before we head out here, uh, Anthony's favorite part of the show, the five-star reviews. Josh Flyers left a five-star. said the best Flyers podcast. Always upfront and honest, no sugarcoating, knowledgeable, and as well as a great mix of personalities. As a fan who struggles to understand this dumpster fire year after year, thank you for making it bearable. You guys are awesome. So thanks, Josh Flyers. Sussex Mike checks in with a five-star. says great podcast. Longtime Flyers fan. Remember going to games and seeing Bundy play. Always enjoy listening to your podcast. Love the discussions. Can't wait to hear more. That means that means Sussex Mike is uh, pulling our uh, demographic way the hell up. Then, if you remember seeing Bundy play, wow! wow. There's a Didn't shot. hear him say he still watches. He just said he remembered me playing. Didn't say what <laughs> now. He's Bring Bundy back for the ratings. He is our one true all star. <laughs> and that last one here is from uh, Drinny Fifty One Best Flyers Podcast. I look forward to your podcast every week. Hands down, the best Flyers podcast out there. The player knowledge that Bundy adds is fantastic and can sympathize the meltdown he usually has at some point because of the front office. You guys are realistic, which a lot of people can't handle because they think everything is okay with this team when it isn't. 
It makes me physically sick and angry hearing the truth you guys dish out, but it's our sad <laughs> reality. This team means a lot to my family and uh, and I, and I hope that we can turn this around soon so I can enjoy win uh, enjoy a winning team with my kid. Thanks for keeping it real, guys, and keep doing what you're doing. Go Flyers. P.S. Bundy, I encourage the profanity. It helps us to heal from this disaster. Of <laughs> I know. I, 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 I'm a dad, so I don't like what I do. But I mean, listen, I was a guy in the locker room. I mean, that F-bomb flew around the locker room like it was a football playing around in a pregame, uh, you know, catch, you know. So, I, you know, I, but I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to be better. And I don't like to use it. I don't want to use the F word like it's the word the. And that one show I did, but fuck was I pissed off. I can tell everybody this with, and, and I don't think you'll be upset. I, I, whenever I have a phone conversation with Bundy, not on this show, but just we're talking on the phone. I mean, it's like I have to make sure there's no one around because I know I'm getting <laughs> seven f bombs at some over the course of that. There's an over under, and I'm we're over every time. So the every fact time. that you, you only drop one or two shows your professionalism. You know, I used day. to get, I used to have Tim Saunders and the TV people, and I think they used to wonder themselves, like, is this guy ever going to slip up? And I used to tell them, it will never happen, ever, and it never did. Yeah. So I could it, right. cut it off when you have to and use it. You're not seeing when you want. It, the, 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 it's the delivery of that word. It's a delivery. That's right. That's right. I agree. Only I agree. one this week. But anyway, kids listen. And I, you know, as a dad, I understand that. So, all right, Russ. Great stuff, guys. That was short and sweet. Love it. And uh, both beautiful. All right. Short and sweet, just like me. Let's wrap up the show, guys. <laughs> uh, don't forget, uh, you can, of course, find this show, Snow the Goalie, the Only Flyers podcast, you can find us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. By the way, we're also on Pandora now, so you can go there. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash snowthegoalie. Find us on Twitter and Instagram, at snowthegoalie, at Philly, at joyonbroad, at cterian6. Biggest thing. And then remember, I mean, if you're watching this, you know where to find it. If you're listening, you can find all the video. You can find the full episode on video on the Crossing Broad YouTube channel. So, um that's pretty much it, guys, as I, yeah. you know, make a graphic error there at the end. But um, big thank you for tuning in. Make sure you Thanks. tell two people in your life about uh, Snow the Goalie. And we will be back next week with a new episode. And and next week, guys, I want to dive into something that I just totally made a mess of on Twitter this week, which is the idea of to tank or not to tank. Apparently, the draft lottery is very complicated for some people. So I want to dive into that next week. So everybody can get their pitchforks and their flames ready. We'll get into that next week, and then we'll react to uh, what I'm sure is going to be a very exciting NHL All-Star uh, weekend. So, for Ann, for Bundy, I'm Russ. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week.